Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach. And he's talking to three epic agency leaders in this live podcast edition. Okay, let's see what they have to say. Over to you, Chris. So, the first question I've got for everyone the, uh, uh, on the panel is, with the government trialling a four-day work week, first of all, how do you feel about it? And do you see it working in the digital agency space? So I'm going to start on the far end here, Nicola with the shorts, short, uh, short chair. Um, for us, I think it would be really easy. We're a really small agency. We're boutique. We can mould ourselves however we want. Um, and we choose which clients we take on to a certain extent. Our model is not about growth in terms of size or headcount. Our model is about value and performance and profit. So for us, it could work, but I don't think it could work for every single type of formal agency. So, so if, the, if the country moved into a four-day work week, it would work, but until then? I think it could be a difficult transition for some. Yeah, okay. And, and Carrie, what do you think? Because you, you've, you've got an, uh, just an incredibly larger version of an agency with quite a lot of people to worry yeah. about. Can you hear me? No. Hello? Hello? Yeah, so I guess overall, I don't really have, like, if, if the country went into this, we'd make it work. So the agency that we've built is throughout the pandemic, so we're fucking so nimble and be able to change. Honestly, I'm so shocked at how nimble we are and be able to kind of adapt. So I think we'd make it work. But I think right now, we're in growth stage. So I think moving to a four-day week is not... Not that I'd exactly see it hindering the kind of growth for us as an agency, but I think right now we need to give all our, all we can to our clients. They're, they're looking for commitment and things like that. But I do think overall, like if this is a, like a country thing, we could make this work. And I also think overall from the benefits side of things, I think reducing kind of like work hours to make it fit, but also making sure that not everybody is off at once. I kind of, I tweeted about this recently. It's like, I'm not, I don't really understand the four day working week. And somebody said, not everybody is off those, you know, that one day. It kind of changes. So some person might have a Friday off or a Monday off, or it kind of varies week on week. And that made sense. Um, yeah. So I think I could make it work. Yeah, I think, I think it doesn't have to be the Friday or the Monday yeah, or the yeah. whatever. And, and, and depending on the business and the business's needs, there's yeah. some businesses which, regardless of whether it's uh, mandated or a, a, a government agreed upon thing, uh, that it can work for. Because if you work in finance, it's 24-7. Yeah. Uh, you can't pick up the phone on, on a Friday and not hear from your, your PR agency who are trying to yeah. get something over the line. Uh, and no one be there. Yeah, it's um, true. But I guess you have to you have to mix that in with with when people are around. I yeah. Suppose, what and I'm going to be honest and say, when you're in growth stage, honestly, all you focus on is efficiency. You're trying to fit all the hours into five days, never mind fucking four. So, like, I'm going to be honest and say that's what we're trying to do. So, efficiency right now is our agency of the year three. We're focusing on how do we cut down the kind of workload to be more efficient. Where are we spending our time? So, I guess we'd start there and really get better as an agency and being proactive, and then. We we could look at the four-day working week, but yeah, I, I think it's amazing. I would love four days, by the way. 
<laughs> I would love that for me. <laughs> so, so just a quick show of hands in the room. Who already does work four days? Oh, wow. Are you agency or...? Does it vary? Does it vary in terms of, like... Yeah. And does, like... This is obviously a crazy question, but do you have to make up the hours? like, Or is it literally just cut straight off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it, and, and it, and it has to work yeah. for you. It has to work for the business, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so the f final person on the panel to ask this question of, I know that you do already do a four-day work week. Yeah. Does it work? Um, sometimes. <laughs> no, it does. So we've done it since 2017. So we've been doing it for five years. Um, and the, the thing you need to know about four-day work weeks is the holiday entitlement. Yeah. So if you give everyone 28 days holiday, if you're really smart with your holiday allocation, you can actually book half a year off and still get paid for it. So we need to do block bookings of holidays only. So if you want to take time off, you need to take a week at a time. Or we have something called a floating Friday where you can move your Friday to any day of the, the week. And also, like, agency people, like, you already work four days. Like, n none of you pricks in here are doing, like, mad work on a Friday, if you think about it. Yeah. No, you're not. No, no, fuck you up. So you're going out on a Thursday night for beers because that's just what agencies do. You're coming in on a Friday morning a little bit hungover. Then you're having a pub lunch that day. Yeah, and then yeah. we invented Beer Friday. Like, agencies, that's what we do. So, like, no real work's getting done on Friday. So just get rid of it. We actually, to add on to that, so we've rolled out unlimited holidays. That's probably one of the discussions another day. Um, and that's been really hard to manage. But one thing I have noticed, people have got clever. They just booked every Friday off or whatever and ended up being four days work, working week. So unlimited holidays, I guess, is a simple solution to that as well. But fucking hard to manage again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and systems and processes are required across the board for yeah, this. Yeah, you've got to be on it. You've got to be able to catch up with yeah. everything. And let's face it, everyone here who works in digital marketing wants to gamify everything. And if you get one <laughs> extra clever. day off a week, you're going you're gonna to take as much as you can, right? <laughs> So, you, you, as the leaders of agencies, you've got to make sure it's as foolproof as possible. Yeah. And I think that it can't be completely foolproof because it can't be, can it? No, it really can't be foolproof. And I think uh, as long as no one takes the piss, it's fine. But the problem with that is when you're a small agency like ours, great, because we can kind of have visibility over everything and we can come and go with people. Your head counts over 100? Yeah. That's harder, like considerably harder. So um, I don't think it's for everyone. From our point of view, no one's ever sick. We actually need to push people to take time off and our retention's really high. So some of the people that are with us have been with us since inception. So yeah, it's just a different way of doing things. So, so in, in a similar kind of vein, I think, as you say, you, you, your, your agency started and basically, well, not just started, but grew through COVID. Yeah. And the vast majority of that time, people were working remotely. Yeah. Um, so since then, there's been an awful lot of talk around uh, office versus home versus hybrid. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that are developing over, the, over time as well with technology, with the metaverse stuff, with, mm -hmm. um, I mean, Teams and Zoom, everyone hates it, but it's <laughs> the thing. Um, 
how do you, uh, Carrie, how, how, how do you guys work from a remote versus office versus hybrid point of view? Yeah, so this is a massive argument in our agency because I'm pro-office, but that's just because I love people. I love being around people, just kind of, that's where I get my energy, that's where I get my confidence from, is like, you know, when I do something, seeing the reaction of others and things like that. So I was pro kind of office, but what we are is we are half and half. So we do three days or two or three days into the office and then two days working from home and it's completely flexible as well. Um, we have quite a lot of remote workers and quite acceptable on that sort of stuff but I think we just asked our agency we just said what do you guys want and with the average oh look it has a tie <laughs> yeah so we kind of just asked the people and this is one thing I just asked Ross and said you know what have your people said and it's been quite varied but our people said they wanted the office so we invested I'm going to admit 700,000 pounds into our office Ooh. yeah <laughs> It's got hammocks, it's got a bar, it's got, you know, all that kind of stuff. But our average age at Rise of Seven is, is 27. These are young people. I, do you know what? I interviewed a graduate the other day just for, you know, a role in content. And I said, um, you know, this hybrid role. And she went, what does that mean? And I was like, so innocent. So many graduates don't even know what that means. They have no fucking idea. So there's an opportunity here. But I also think, you know, flexibility and all that sort of stuff. So we are, I'm chill. I don't care, like, whether people come in or not. I'm not really one to chase or anything. But, yeah, we do kind of encourage three days in, two days kind of at home. And we just do that by improving the social life at Rise. Yeah. And, and I think uh, culture plays a big part into yeah. this. Um, Nick, Nicola, what, what, what do you guys do in, in terms of uh, working from home remotely um, down at Erudite and, and kind of keeping the culture in the business still there? It's not hard. There's only 10 of us. So we are fully, <laughs> fully remote. Um, we went remote during the pandemic. We are a very different model. We don't take graduates. So I think if you've got grads, you need to be in an office. You yeah. need to be in a place where you can teach them how to work. What is the culture? How do we take a good meeting? What, what's the etiquette? All that stuff that you, you get that in an office. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that model. Yeah. We're taking people on who've had a minimum of five years' experience. Our starting salary is like 40K. And there's, there's 10 of us. Yeah. So it just, and we only do technical SEO. So our kind of company DNA is really easy. So, so it, what you're saying is you only do technical SEO. There's no need for culture because you're all nerds. Cult <laughs> <laughs> you don't Ooh. talk to each other. <laughs> it's, a, it's, cam it's camera off Zoom meetings. Shots fired. <laughs> SEO nerd is culture. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it, wor it works well for you being mm -hmm. totally remote anyway. Did, did, did you have an office before and got rid of it or do you still? That, yeah. We yeah. had an office before. We got rid of it. We didn't need it. I've got people from Romania. I've got an amazing girl just started from South Africa. I've got an amazing tech SEO in Cornwall. It does not matter. It doesn't matter where we are. Yeah. physically and we meet every morning at 9 a.m we have our like water cooler stand up or whatever you know we're all sat around you know, one girl's got parrot another girl's got rabbit you know yeah i like you parrot. luna you're nice but a you know rabbits you and parrots a parrot yeah a parrot dude so as it, as you it need an office parrot has, level has, up has the office parrot learned anything like <laughs> he's he's really <laughs> good at <laughs> he, he likes link building but it's not really what we do so uh, it's like raining in yeah and, yeah he's a spammer and, and, and Ross, your, your entire team is remote as well, right? Yeah, we're entirely remote. We were all in the office. I personally don't like remote. I think there's a very limited shelf life to everyone being remote. And yeah. I think we're all going to want to go back into the, the office pretty soon. They all get WeWork passes and stuff like that. And most of them I see in a WeWork, just not the one I'm in. So I don't know what that says about me. They just don't want to be next to me. <laughs> but um, they're all actively going into WeWork. 
anyway, but it'll be like a flexible thing where you get like half in, half out. But um, if we, hiring is so hard. I don't know about you guys when it comes to hiring, especially seniors. If I get a senior and they're like in, you know, South Africa, I'm taking them. Yeah. Like, because they're so good. And if they can only come in every, well, our technical director's in Abu Dhabi and he flies yeah. in every six months. So it, it does work. It'd be ideal if he was sitting right next to me so I could annoy him about tech stuff. But, you know, y- you make it work. Yeah. One and, and thing. We can do Sorry, that. No, Margins please. aren't shit. You know, we can do that. We can fly them in. We can see each other. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that's what you, you're doing in a couple of weeks, aren't you? You're flying some of the team in from different parts of the world for a big team, team get-together. Yeah, so it's every quarter we fly them in, and then every half year we have, like, a big mad party. So yeah. that, that's the kind of how we do remote culture. So then, do you, uh, Nick, do you do anything, like, on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis in terms of just, like, it's not work, but you get together somehow, or...? We've done that in the past, and to be honest, it's awkward. Okay. And fo- you know what? Like, it is. It's, it's a bit weird and a bit fast. Apart from Pictionary, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sold. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And 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 what? So remote Pictionary is a good laugh. Yeah. So 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 Carrie, as you as you're growing, you're moving yeah. you're moving the uh, the agency over to the states as well as the UK. Yeah. How how do you kind of envisage keeping the the two teams, as it were, uh, one? Yeah, to be honest, you have to have a leader in every single location. That's what you've got to have. And that leader needs to kind of replicate your vision and your culture and things like that. Do you know what? I watched a podcast kind of video recently, and it was by the CEO or the ex-CEO of ASOS. And he basically grew ASOS to, I don't know how many people, but I think it's like 5,000, something like that. And he basically said, when you're growing a business from, say, 50 to 100 people, you, have, you can't control anything. You can't control people. You can't control process. What you can do is inspire. How the fuck can I inspire 100 people in my fucking free bed house in Donny? Do you know what I mean? How, how can I do that? Yeah. I have to have an office space. And my role as the CEO is inspiring every single person. And what I have to have is a leader in, well, we have a Sheffield office, we have Manchester, we have London, and now New York. And I have a leader in every single office. And their role is to inspire every single riser. So, yeah, you have to move away from control to inspiration. You can't inspire 100 people sat at home. It's Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's the leadership style that yeah. needs to change in yeah, some senses. But then at the same time, if it's one office in one place with four people, you still need to have a, a good kind of leadership style anyway, because yeah. people need to, to follow someone. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the pandemic's kind of helped a little bit in terms of the, the push in te- into technology, um, not just in digital marketing, but, but in the wider world. What, what, what things are you guys looking at in terms of technology that's happening in either digital marketing or as part of running a business that you think is going to make a big impact in the future? Ross? Yeah, we're automating a lot of processes. So on the, if you think about the project management side, mm-hmm. a lot of that can be... So a lot of these tools are smart enough so they can look at a table of information and then do natural language processing and write sentences. So getting smart with that to do client weekly updates, obviously don't send them directly to the client, send them to the account manager when they can edit them. So little small improvements like that is where we're going. Um, the stuff that we do, so when we look at it, we kind of repeat ourselves quite a lot with like the kind of general style of campaigns. So like, I think creating like big data warehouses for yourself so it's just there and ready to use. And from a creative point of view as well, there's a lot of templating that's done in creative, especially in agency world, and it's a real kind of dirty little secret because you go into a client, it's like, yep, here's this big fancy <laughs> piece of creative. I promise we've never done it before, but we all know that's kind of not true. We've done a version of it before. We're not remaking that button. We're not you, you, redoing this You've thing. changed the colors of the tables. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. dear. 
<laughs> no. So sorry. the the idea not, with that is, but there's there's tools like Figma now where they've got like APIs out, so you can actually get all of the kind of element based stuff of everything that you make automated to a degree. And if you're making these like, so we do a lot of PR, and we're making these kind of content based PR assets. Like the the thing is with that stuff, it needs to be fast, and that's like the biggest learning for us. So we're we're using a lot of technology like Figma to like be able to like repeat things and pull it up a lot, and also. Reusing creative as well has been a big thing um, for us too. So I don't know if anyone's ever followed the, the SEMrush Twitter account, but they just put the same thing up all the time because you're looking <laughs> at it at a different time of day, but th that's still growing their, their account for them. Same with like these PR assets. We're just getting smart with whenever forward features are coming out, it's getting pinged in, and we've got our... Imagine every single asset we've got for a client. When something happens, we're like, oh, we done that last November, and it's not dated. So just being smart with like alerts and notifications as well. Um, and one thing I know about uh, Nicola at Erudite is that you guys are relatively, usually ahead of the curve in terms of tech changes. Um, don't 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 shrug. You are. Uh, you have <laughs> been. At, you have been at least. Um, what what do you guys uh, what are you guys looking at at the minute? What what's what's uh, important and, uh, for the future of the agency? For us, we think we've just got it nailed. We use Monday. We integrate everything with APIs, and then we leave well enough alone. I just think you just get too bogged down in all the planning and like playing in house and you know integrating different technical solutions and all you need to do is just do the work just do it get on and do it just yeah. needs to be good enough and then but as technology develops in in the sector itself there's there's going to be changes in how we work I presume in terms of the the, the standard operating procedures that you play you know Fingers crossed, links aren't a thing in the future. Sorry, guys. I'm up for that. And maybe everyone has to change their <laughs> templates of some sort. But like, there's, there's, there's things that are coming through every single year that, that, that are changing. And you, 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 Carrie, you guys have been, like, the things that you do are relatively, they come out quick, right? Yeah. From an outsider's perspective. Constant. Things happen quick. Happen yeah. quick. So you, you, must, you must be trying to keep up with and ahead of stuff all the time. All the time. And Will and everybody are looking at me thinking I'm the biggest fucking nightmare because <laughs> I am the person that changes our business every four weeks. I am the person that goes, this is new, we need to do this, this is how we change things, new tech, is new that technology. True, all yeah. the time. Yeah. But the biggest problem that risers have is they're like, Carrie, you're changing. All, and people don't like change. They don't, especially in SEO. We don't really like change. Um, but change has to happen. Like, I read this. Uh, I tweeted it out the other day. It was like, Google did like, I don't know how many. It was 10,000 updates or something. If, if Google's doing that, it's because they're trying to keep up to date with users. Mm. I've got to change then. I've got to do 10,000 updates in my business constantly. That sounds dramatic. But you know I mean, what I mean? it's overly dramatic. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the things that I've learned about... Um, Take Social Chain. Social Chain is a hundred million pound agency because they created a process that they could sell one, uh, build once and sell it twice. They sold it a hundred times to a million different brands and they spent a lot of money buying it. So it's like a templated approach that they can rinse and repeat. Mm. But it's all about creating that and selling it, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And you've got to build tech to be able to do that. Yeah. So we've created Rise Labs. I'm looking at Tasha because she's been a big part of that. Um, Rise Labs has basically every tool you can imagine, everything from search trends to looking at Amazon search and all different keywords and all that sort of stuff. We've, we've created everything in-house, but also we use other tools um, externally. But yeah, we, tech is massive for us to be able to keep up to date with change. Um, so yeah, it's a big part of our innovation. Okay, so... Out of all the people who run an agency, hands up again. And everyone, okay, so keep your hand up if it's really hard to run an agency. Fuck it out! 
<laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yep. I think that okay. means yes. Cool. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm in a job then. Great. Yeah. So it's hard. It is hard to be at the top, really. Massive. Uh, yeah. So, so where do you guys go when you need advice from a leadership point of view, from a uh, from a growth perspective? Where Where do you go? Where do you look for? What What do you do? Usually, the pub is my first uh, point Who? of call. <laughs> the, uh, pub. the pub. Uh. <laughs> so the bottom of a pint of Guinness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> from a leadership point of view, one of the things I kind of came to terms with over the last couple of years because of the pandemic was. As a leader, if your brain isn't right and your emotions aren't right, then that will rip through your entire team. Yeah. 100%. So one of the things I would recommend for all leaders, even if you don't have any like extreme past traumas, is get into therapy and be there consistently. Mostly because when you hold a mirror up to yourself and some of the decisions you're making, you realize it's a trigger based on like how you're feeling at a particular point in time. Yeah. If you want to scale, you need to be able to have trust in people and let go. And if you can't do that, then that's going to seriously hold you back. So I've made some awful leadership decisions just because I was like a heart little boy. And I was like, why aren't they doing what I want? I am the <laughs> boss. Can't you see I'm magnificent? And then you go home and you're like, man, what is going on? And then you start unraveling all this stuff. And you're like, huh, you just need to give people the space to kind of deal with it. But that's... Yeah. Uh, my recommendation from a leadership point I, of view. I, I, th I think I think that's that's spot on in a sense that you know getting therapy, knowing yourself. I think Nicola, you touched on this in in in, uh, in our recording that yeah, we did a few I weeks ago. Yeah, I think you ago. were quite shocked when you when you uh, said, what, I mean, "What would you change?" I wasn't prepared for you to just say get therapy, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, it it it's it works, doesn't it? For for uh, from a getting your mind right. Point Hundred percent agree. Like you really need to be healthy, and you really need to be able to be there because everybody's looking at you. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And essentially, you're paying their salaries. You're paying them more. Like it is, it's a weight. Every oh, yeah. night that you, it is a weight on you, and you need to be strong enough to be strong enough for them. Yeah. It is really, really important. I mean, coming from someone who didn't get therapy when he was running his agencies, sorry to all the <laughs> staff I ever employed, because I was the worst boss ever. Um, but I know that now, uh, and and I think that uh, it, it's really important to know yourself. And uh, and I, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. And I think you know, as you grow an agency ridiculously fast, yeah. Then you're like, where do you find the where do you where where is that? Honestly, so I have spent a shit ton of money on coaching. Um, I I'm going to admit I spent a hundred thousand pounds on coaching in the last six months. <coughs> <laughs> But I had to. I have never done this fucking before. I had had to do this, but I have transformed. Like, I have learned so much about myself. I know why I make decisions. I know what I was bad at six months ago. And my agency is completely transformed because of that. One thing I will... Is anyone a business consultant in this room? Oh, no, we're like more like a <laughs> come in, make redundancies, you know, like that sort of time. Oh, no. <laughs> is anyone a bastard? Nice well, I know, yeah. <laughs> I also brought in a consultant, and I'm going to say that when I've hired consultancies, one thing I've learned, and I'm going to be completely honest about this, consultancies come into a business, and what their job is to get paid the next month and the next month and the next month. So what they do is they create problems or highlight problems, and they make you feel shit. And they go, don't worry, I'm there to save your life. When they, you keep paying them because you think, oh my God, they're going to save my life, but then it keeps coming on more problems. That's what a consultant does. So if, if I could give anyone advice, go get coaching over consultancy in terms of of like business consultancy and also go speak to other leaders I don't know if you guys know Dan Gilbert at Brain Labs I've spoke to so many agency owners I went and spoke to Dan Gilbert at Brain Labs and I listed all my problems out to me and he I think he's a, he's a paid performance guy you know he's the most kind of bland guy in his face and he looked at me and he just said you haven't got any problems and I was like oh 
and then being telling being told that made me just kind of get so much confidence of you know these things I'm moaning about is minute and yeah I think that's what you need to be told by other people of you know people who've been there done that so and so many people have offered me loads of free advice and, and I think part of the part of the issue sometimes is being ready for that. One hundred percent. Because anyone, like everyone who's ever taught anything, if you're not ready to listen, you don't. No. You don't listen. You're not ready. I to didn't. Listen to it. No. I always thought because yeah. I'd made so well, much spent money. spent a hundred thousand pounds. You, yeah. you could have spent fifty. I, yeah, I grew. I, this is my opinion. I grew. The, I grew the business so fast, and I did so well from generating clients, generating leads. I thought I was the best at what I did, and then I remember, fuck, I don't know shit. <laughs> I remember thinking that that actually I don't know everything and that I needed to take the advice on board but I think what you got to see is a when you get advice you need to line it all up and go that one's good that one's good that one's good because nobody knows your business other than you you are the only person but yeah I think you need to kind of drop the ego yeah. that's the biggest lesson I've learned Abs- absolutely and I think I think um, Nicola you do this with I can't remember the name of the the group that you do but um, being in a like a peer group of, of agency leaders or at the um, there's there's other versions of it where um, department leads can meet with other department leads and other agencies and things like that to kind of learn as a group and share experiences how do you find that it, yeah i mean it's fine it's a challenge and that's what you need you need to be challenged as a personality yeah. or as a leader but i think one of the one of the best things we do at erudite is i i run my goals through my staff so they sign them off so i've got a meeting tuesday morning with my whole team and i because our financial year starts may 1st and i say these are my three core objectives and these are my three core objectives off those three objectives. So I've got nine big things for the year. So I lead, um, obviously it's vision and values as the MD. So I'm leading marketing, I'm leading learning, and I'm leading value. And, I, and there's objectives within that. They need to sign it off. Mm. And for me, that's the challenge. Yeah. That's where I get my most inspiration from. They're smarter than me. That's my job. Hire people smarter than you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hire people smarter than you is, is something that everyone should do. And if you, if you think you're smarter than the people you employ, then you've hired the wrong people. <laughs> Sorry. Probably true. Mostly true. Tasha's I mean, uh, unless you need someone to write like 500 lines a meta a day, then you can just you don't need them to be smarter than you Sort to make that. Yes, you're, you're fine at that point. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone from Google's in here, but th- th- no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> and if they did, they rewrite it anyway, haven't, don't they? Yeah. So uh, that's all the questions I've got because I only ah. thought of four questions. Uh, but I've made it really easy for everyone to come here and have free drink and there'll be free food ever so shortly. Uh, so stick around, enjoy yourselves. And uh, if anyone wants to chat, they can chat with me particularly, but chat with each other or do what you want. Is there a Q&A or are we good? Yeah, Q&A. Q&A? Any questions from anybody? That's why I didn't go to Q&A. No. Great. You've got a question, Nick. Why don't we get John up? Yeah, so the contract actually says uh, you work Monday through Friday 9 to 5 with an elective Friday off that we decide for you. So you get 52 days off per year as part of the Friday scheme. You get 28 days statutory on top of that, and we close at Christmas. I mean, essentially, my team are never in the fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, what you need to be careful of is, A, the block booking of a holiday, so you can only do a week at a time, so they take a proper... Um, break and if there's a bank holiday, we work. If it's a bank holiday Friday, um, uh, Monday, sorry, we work the Friday, so you're always doing four days and we just shift it around. So you'd always still get your bank holidays, it's just that that next Friday you would then work. So you're always working the four I days. Think, I think I'd always be in because I'd be worried I was not 
supposed to be working. I, like, I wouldn't know when I was supposed to be working. No, we're, we're, we're quite good <laughs> at making sure that people, like, and also, like, people kind of know when they kind of get it. So holidays is hard. We had unlimited holidays, but then we found that no one yeah. actually took any holidays, and then that's a whole other weird, toxic problem you need to, yeah. to deal with. But, um, like, most of the guys are fine. I think it comes from the top. So if you show that you're taking holidays off and you, like you're a bit more lax and chilled about it, then it's fine. But if you're like a like really, I, I used to be like what you call a pace setting leader. So I'm just like I'm just going, 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 going. Follow me, catch up with me. Which is a horrific way to run a company, especially with young people in it. Um, so yeah, as long as you are showing that you're taking time away, they feel a lot more chilled about it. And we we kind of internally take the piss out of them if they're like you know that presenteeism thing. It's like I'm not leaving till the boss leaves. <laughs> so English. I know. So if there's any presenteeism or anything like that, we can nip that in the bud. But we do that by with sarcasm, and it's a bit more friendly and relaxed. Thanks for your question. Any other any other questions from any? Yes. Have we reached peak digital agency? Like honestly. Does that you mean? Yeah, like like every time. Crazy. Like, have we reached? At what point do we go right? No, I think it's going to hit, hit a point. That's why our model has never been growth. That's never been our North Star. Our North Star has always been value and profit. No, I mean, the mar- market's always been growth. Yeah, but growth is always always been value and profit. No, the mar- the market's massively increasing as well. So depending what your channel is, I think if you're like pure play SEO, you're definitely in trouble. You're pure, pure play PR, also definitely in trouble. Like. Everyone will always need marketing, and all, it's all moving to digital. So it'll just like yeah. it'll just change, like the the, the, the kind of outlook of it will change. But I mean, I'm riding that train. I hope not, or I'm going to be selling the big issue in a couple of years. So, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I think we'd all do well actually selling the big issue. That could be really. Fun. <laughs> I mean, you would do with your crutches. Dom, the, the real answer so to that there. is all, all the digital agencies are we're just holding on long enough so that Rise buys us. That's like the whole. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the strategy. I'm keen. That's not my goal. Like I'd love to, but. Uh. So I th- I, th- I think you kind of you're making a bit of a good point here in this in a in a sense I don't think you're intending to. But if anyone's hiring in a digital agency at the minute, they're finding it hard to find people. Everybody is. And everyone's hiring, but there aren't any people for it. Yeah. So. Maybe there is peak digital agency right now because there isn't a supply of people for the demand. There isn't at all. But also a lot of people going freelance. Like so many people have gone freelance and started their own thing. But like in agencies, people are moving around and things like that. But I'm going to tell you client side as well. Client side, there is constant change of client contacts and things like that. So there is a lot of movement. But I think there is this kind of like split between, you know, poor the poor quality agencies are struggling. You know, there is this divide between good and bad. And that's really what we're seeing. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good thing. But the demand is big. The demand is massive. But is we all of us in this room are going to benefit from it, like everyone in search. I, yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. Uh, any more? For any more? Any questions? I've got a question, actually, for, for Ross and Carrie, if that's okay. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have a balancing personality in your agency? Like somebody who pulls you down or challenges you? Yes. Particularly Carrie, because I think you're really, like, you're going yeah. fast in one direction. Yeah. And it might not, all, like, do you have someone that says, not that one? Yeah. My COO. Talk me through it. So I was looking for an operations director at the time. And this is some operations typically look after, you know, people, IT, you know, HR, all that sort of stuff. And I basically interviewed about 15 people. And I was looking for someone that was going to tell me no. That was my brief. Who's going to tell Carrie Rose no? 
Like, who is going to do that? And I found my guy, and he's a guy called Nick Hussey, but he challenges me all the, all the time. He's a complete opposite to me. Just similar to Steve, that's why I started the business with Kemrai, because he's the complete opposite to me. Me and Kemrai actually are very aligned, so he doesn't really tell me no that much. Um, but actually, yeah. But Nick Hussey, my, my COO, who's I promoted recently, and he's now basically my number two. Um, Good luck. He, yeah, he's the person Good that luck, can. <laughs> yeah, but he does, and I, I trust him with my life. I, I honestly do. But I think you need to find that. If anyone's going to look for your number two, somebody that's potentially going to run the business for you one day, hire someone that is the opposite to you, that can tell you no, that can calm you down as well. And Ross? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing that keeps me grounded is my bank balance because I'm not that rich <laughs> and I can't do most of the things that I want to do. Um, no. So, um, so Scottish. I know, I know. Such a tight <laughs> Scottish bastard. Um, no. So the, the thing that keeps me grounded um, has been my, my FD because they're very good at saying, like, this is what normal agencies look like. Try and be this. Because agencies yeah. are formula businesses, really. So getting into that. And also my new operations director. I think you know her, uh, Becky Simmons. Yeah, you stole, you stole, uh, no, you didn't steal my wife. You stole my oh. operations director. <laughs> oh, who wow. was also my wife. Oh. <laughs> this is no, I saw your eyes go, oh, <laughs> bit of drama, <laughs> bit of drama. Yeah. Can I ask a question? When did you hire FD? At what point? And was it the right decision? Would you wish to have done it earlier? Or Yeah, um, hired the FD month six. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like we we done like a little growth spurt at the start, and then I was like running on a treadmill. We were making good money, but I would grow up to a particular level yeah. and then go back down again. So I just constantly had a particular plateau and yeah. just keep doing this thing. I'm like, huh, what's <laughs> going on? Then the FD comes in. It's like, oh, you're just an idiot. Don't worry about it. And then they kind of <laughs> sort it out, give you management accounts and all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but does that's he give you, or he or she give you strategic direction as well? Yes, yeah. she does. I've yeah. got, uh, my business is ninety percent female. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're seventy, I think, which is crazy. Ninety. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, it's interesting. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. That's really Any other questions before everyone eats free food? Thank you very much Thank for you. coming to the podcast. Yay. Outro Thank music you. that I'll edit in later. Uh, please don't, please don't feed any food to the dogs because uh, this vegan. is people food. <laughs>